Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. I was shackled by a
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Gary. I appreciate what we've already felt here. Tonight, this service. Amen. Hallelujah. Sweet presence of the Lord. Man, glad to see you here. Yes. Amen. I feel like I'm amongst a lot of friends. Yes. And then there's some, and I don't know, first time I've seen you. Uh, but we're glad you're here also. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm glad the Lord permitted us to be here. Yes. Amen. And I uh, appreciate the hospitality that's been given. Amen. Thank you so much for your provisions and, and the vision that's here. Amen. The work going on and uh, seen improvements uh, around here and, and uh, God's a helping. And I thank God for the church at Craigsville. Amen. And, and uh, I can say this, say it right. Appreciate the pastor being patient with my family here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. He uh, came to Muldrow this year, Andrew, my boy. And uh, I can tell he goes here. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. That's good. All right. Need to get the word of God. Job, desire your prayers tonight. How we need help from God. Hallelujah. But if he'll do what Brother Gary talked to us about, take it and, and transform it. Amen. Multiply it. Get it above, Kenton. Go beyond my little feeble effort. Somebody can be helped. Amen. Job 23. I'd like to start reading in verse 8. <clears throat> Job said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept, and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. Uh, we say a lot of times it's a familiar story, a familiar scripture, and and I've heard preachers say you know the story, and and uh, been been reminded uh, from new converts that some don't know it. Amen. And so Job was in a trial, a severe trial. We don't know the length, as far as time-wise goes, but uh, and he didn't understand what was going on from his perspective. We read it, we know what was going on ahead of time. But he didn't. He was in the dark concerning it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, there was a day when he arose like any other day and started life. And had no idea how hard that day would be. As a servant came and told him, you just lost all your camels. And he had just barely through talking when another come by and said, you just lost all your asses. And he was barely through when another came by and said, you just lost all your sheep. And before he was through, another came by and said, you just lost all your camels. And then it looked like the devil saved the, the, the best for last. And then he came, the servant did, and said, 
and all your children are just gone. I can't imagine going to a funeral with one casket of one of my children, any one of them. I remember, I take my time, Cana. I remember uh, work for Brother Daryl Morgan, and he had six children. I remember right, six or seven, and uh, I have twelve. And so there's some conversation on the mockery we get for our children, having a lot of children, and the jokes and stuff is carried on. And and uh, he said, "But Ken, is there one of them? Is there one of them you'd want to give away, do away with?" I said, "Not a one, not a one." So I can't imagine one casket. But Job wouldn't know what it's like to see. Casket, casket, casket. Man. He didn't know what was going on in the heavens. All he knew was, I've lost everything. Even my children. And it didn't stop there. The devil wasn't through. Amen. And he said, if you let me touch him. Amen. I'll cause him to curse you. And God said, you can touch him, but you can't take his life. Aren't you glad God still sets the boundaries? God's sovereign over all. Amen. And so he awoke. And now he's got sore, sore balls all over him. And he sits down and starts scraping himself. And his wife says, you brother... Isn't it good to have somebody support you? Yeah. Oh, yes. His wife said, won't you just curse God and die? But he said, you talk like a foolish woman. Yeah. And he bowed and worshipped. Oh, I've not been where he's been. I don't know what that's like. But in the midst of this trial he's in right here, he said, behold, I go forward. But he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. That stopped me right there. Amen, I need to pull the definition out right here. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. Something was going on. I know God's working right over there. I can't see him, but he's working. All right, come on. I want to talk to you about that tonight. The Lord will help me. In a simple way, I like to talk about the fingerprint of God. Looked up a definition. Something that identifies a trait, trace, or characteristic revealing origin or responsibility. Amen. In, in the crime scene, that's what they look for. They're looking for a fingerprint. If we can find a trace, a trait, a characteristic, revealing the origin, who done it? Where was it at? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God made us uniquely different. Every one of us have a different print. Amen. No matter how many rows they are, there's going to be a different one on each one of them. But I want to tell you, God also, amen, knows how 
to leave a fingerprint to let you know and I know I've been there. Amen. He'll leave. Could I say a trait or a trace or characteristics revealing the origin? This is nobody's doing but my doing. Joe may have trouble seeing it. He may not could have seen it right then, but he recognized God's a working. I ain't found the print yet, but God's a working. God's a moving. Amen. You may be here tonight, and you're looking around, and you're feeling, and you're wondering, where's God at this trial? Where's God at this affliction? Could I tell you, hold on. Amen. God knows how to put his finger on your life, and you walk away with a revealed God damn it. A lot of questions going on. A lot of things going on in the world today. What's going on? What's behind COVID? What's behind vaccination? On and on. I'm not concerned about that tonight. I want to look for the fingerprint of God. That's what I'm interested in. Where's God moving? Where's God touching? Where's God doing? That nobody else can do. He mentioned Moses and Aaron. Pharaoh and his people. Yeah. Amen. And Moses, sure enough, uh, amen, came before Pharaoh. Uh, they cast their rod down. Uh, amen. And it became a snake. Uh, and so did the magicians do the same thing. Uh, yeah. Amen. But Aaron's snake uh, swallowed up their snake. Yeah. Uh, amen. Sure enough, uh, when he said, uh, I'm going to stretch out my rod uh, and the water turns to blood, uh, yeah. it did. Uh, and the magicians did the same thing. Uh, and it also turned to blood. And the next one stretched out his rod and said, I'm going to cause frogs to appear. And frogs appeared. And the magician did the same thing. Amen. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. And the devil probably is about right now with how things are going on in the world. And I'm going to tell you, God is fixing to show who is sovereign, who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He is coming back for a church. But that third plague, amen, they put the rod out and lice appeared. Amen, the magicians could not do it. And what did they have to say? This is none other but the finger of God. It's gone beyond what we can do. That's my desire tonight, to see nothing else but the finger of God. Touch a life, touch a soul in this fellowship meeting. Leaving his characteristic, leaving his trade that nobody else could do but God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look around. Amen. Desire it. Look for it. Where is it at? Amen. God's working. And he's going to show he's working. Amen. I need to turn to Esther. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nehemiah Esther. Hallelujah. Praise God. One of the unique books in the Old Testament. You Bible readers understand. Amen. That all through that book, you don't find the name of God there. You won't find capital G-O-D. Not any verse or any word. You won't find Lord. 
capitalized through that. It's not there. Amen. But I won't tell you it is full of the fingerprint of God. When I first started reading this book, as a boy, it bothered me. Amen. Why could a king just dismiss a wife? Have all the mother, you know, it's, and all these other maids. But we got to remember, this was a heathen king. This was written from a heathen standpoint. Amen. They really want to give no honor to a God they didn't have to. But could I tell you, God's fingerprint is right in the middle of it. God was showing in a heathen world that I'm still God. And he's still going to do it in this hour. I'm convinced God can still heal anything. He's still saving souls and filling with the Holy Ghost. Sanctifying holy. Separating them from the world. In the midst of a compromising church, there will be a separated people. Holy, holy. Amen. So, you understand, it's a heathen king. Dismissed his wife. Amen. Had all these maids come forth. And he picked out the little maid, the Jew maid. Amen. And what long a man rose up by the name of Haman. He hated the Jews. Wanted to wipe them out. Wanted to destroy them. Friends with the king. Amen. They schemed up and got together. On a certain day, they're going to wipe them out. Things are going good. And then, amen, he got invited to to Esther's house for dinner. Things are going good. Amen. What he didn't know was there's a Mordecai. There was a praying and a seeking God that lay at the king's gate. Could I tell you prayers are not in vain? Keep on a praying. Sackcloth and ashes in the king's gate. Esther sent out and said, what's going on? You're supposed to be doing this. And he told her what's going on. Amen. She said, what am I supposed to do? He said, amen. He said, don't you think you're going to be delivered from this? But it could be. You're here for such a time as this. Amen. Gloria, she recognized where she was at and the responsibility on her. She said, send him word. Ah, my maids are going to fast three days. And you fast. Your people fast three days. And what they was needing was God to intervene. God to move. Amen. And as Haman came back and got to talking about all of his glory and everything going good. And when he said, but all this don't matter. Nothing to me. When I walk by, and Mordecai will not bow before me. I don't want to chase too many rabbits tonight. Amen. But that same desire to have everybody bow is still in the land today. It's worldwide. Amen. But God's going to have a people. Amen. Of Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. To play all the music you want. We're not a bowing. Amen. We'd rather burn the bow. Amen. And his wife said, Won't you just break some gallows 50 cubits high? Have that man hung. It's like a pretty good idea. And look like the heathen ways was going to have the victory. And God, if I, can, if I can do it this way, I don't want to bring him down. God says, This time I touch it. I leave my trait. 
<laughs> I leave my impression. Praise the Lord. And chapter 6, verse 1 said, On that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles. And they were read before the king. Only God could have done this. And he started way before this time. Haman, amen, told, hey, somebody's trying to kill you, king. And he spared his life. It was all true. But nothing had been done to reward him. It all be kept secret. And just at the right time, God steps on the scene. And old King, you're not sleeping tonight. And I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Get them conquerors open and get to read them. God still knows how to move in your blackest night. When you feel like I'm about sunk, I'm about destroyed, God knows how on that same night, are you listening to me tonight, begin to move and start turning things around. Mordecai got there early in the morning. We're fixing to have a hanging. He thought, but God had already said it's time. Only my impression here. Amen. My trait. My characteristic. Amen. As the king looked up and saw him out there, most men asked him the question, what shall be done to the man? <laughs> Who the king delighted to honor. <sighs> that old selfish man thought, it'll be me. Amen. Put him on the king's beast. The king's apparel. Let him be led down the street. I want the king's service saying, This is how God, the man wants, the king wants to honor. Amen. And he said, All right, you do that. You go get Mordecai. Put my robe on him. Put him on my bed. Amen. Leave out the city. Could I tell you that was the turning point? And God began to move and brought deliverance to his people. He's still going to bring deliverance. We may go through trials. We may have hardship. We may end up in prison and caves. I'm going to tell you, he will deliver the church. Amen. Of God. Where he's working. It's hard for me to see. Is this God or not? Is this the will of God or not? Is this how it should go or is it not? Amen. My mind goes to the New Testament. Amen. And if you'll allow me to go to the crucifixion. There was and is and probably always will be much controversy around Jesus Christ. Amen. And from an outsider's look, and we read, and the high priest were envious of Jesus. Played a very important role having that man crucified. And then I read where the Jews said, let his blood be on us and on our children. Once again, look, look like man's all involved right here. They're doing it. Amen. Oh, Even with Pilate's wife, 
said it had nothing to do with this just man and try with all he could. But if you please the coward he was, when they said Caesar is our king, amen, he turned him over to his own soldiers. And so it was the Roman soldiers who nailed him to the cross. It was the Roman soldiers who put the crown of thorns on his head. From the onset, it looked like it's all the work of man. I wonder how much, amen, people are sitting right here with confused minds wondering, is God a work? Or is man working? Could I tell you, look up as Job did, begin to look around and find the place where the holy God, who's undefiled, sinner from sinners, is a worker. And follow that trade, follow that trace, follow that characteristic. (laughs) Glory, glory. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> it didn't stop right there. No, no. Amen. Amen. This was all the plan of God. It was all the working of God. But he left his imprint. He left his fingerprint. Three days later, when the tomb was empty and the resurrection, and he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. By the resurrection, God had the last say. He is my son. Always has been. Always will be. Amen. Praise God. I had the final say. I put the final print. Amen. I'll take the responsibility. Amen. Amen. I've done it. It wasn't wasn't an afterthought. No, No, sir. It wasn't plan B. He was slain from the foundation of the world. When Christ became flesh and dwelt among men, he had but one goal, and that was to lay his life down, to be crucified on the cross, that you and I could have life eternal. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In that controversy, I'm looking for a verse here. Amen, where's it at? In that controversy, amen, they said, he's catching out devils by Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Amen. There's no way this guy can be of God. He eateth with sinners. <laughs> he didn't come in a kingly robe. He came humble. He came meek. He came lowly. Amen. <laughs> Do we not well to call you a Samaritan? We know who this guy's father is and that guy's father is, but who's your father? All the slurs and all the slams. Amen. Don't you hear what Jesus said? Verse 19, chapter 11, St. Luke. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Now listen to it. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. (laughs) 
Woo. Praise God. And I want to tell you, it still works the same. When God moves it and touches you with his finger, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. That's why that old sinner's heart is changed and made a saint. That's why the one needs to be sanctified. Go as far as you can go. Separate as far as you can. But you let the finger of God touch your life and he'll make you holy and separated. Desire, desire. Lord, I want to please you. I don't want to look like him. Don't want to talk like him. Don't want to act like the world. I want to be like you. Amen. And let him touch you and fill you with the Holy Ghost. It is the kingdom of God that has come unto you. Amen. Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost. Man has sought to organize it. Man has tried to imitate it. Amen. That's all I've been mentioning. I don't want none of it. Never have wanted it. Give me the genuine. Amen. I've watched them. I've watched them. I've watched them. Amen. Hallelujah. I've watched them. Hallelujah. But I've also seen them. When the power of God said, back away, let me do it. And when he does it, the kingdom of God comes down on them and fills them with his power. Hallelujah. It's real. It's real. It's real. Hallelujah. Glory. There's just something about it. I've been working on it so far. Hey Amen. I worked with the charismatic boy years ago when I was laying in Britain, Texas. Not hurt. Thanks, speaking tongues to drop a hat. I ain't no way. I didn't think they could. I sure couldn't. If I put the Holy Ghost, he could. Surely I could. But I can't. Sorry, you might can. Amen. So we was working one day, and I thought, he's probably carnal enough right now. I'm going to test him. And I said, all right, I hear you can speak in tongues anytime you want. Let out on it. I want to see it. Brother Andrew, he did. I mean, it's just pretty. As you please. But it lacked one thing. The fingerprint. The fingerprint. The trait wasn't there. The holiness wasn't there. The separation wasn't there. And most of all, the power wasn't there. I won't tell you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witness of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. There will be a fingerprint on your life when you come up with the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God, could I tell you? And seek on, pray on, separate until God touches you and gives you His characteristics. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's good. Amen. It it ought to be our goal. The psalmist said, I shall not be satisfied till I wake in His likeness. Can you do it? Glory. I'll do my best with it. That's modest. Yes. Separated. Sure. But without. 
without the Holy Ghost, without the power of God. I just can't do it. Amen. Oh, sing and worship. We'll do our best from our heart. But till he moves and touches, that's as far as it goes. But when he reaches down, as it is time to put my finger on it, could I tell you things will start happening. There was a leper man. I could have talked about me anymore. There's a leper man. Had leprosy. And he came to Jesus and said, If thou will, thou canst make me whole. And Jesus was moved with compassion. And reached forth and touched him. And said, I will. And immediately the leprosy was gone. I will tell you, he's the same God today. Amen. It does not matter how long or how severe. Amen. He still, if we touch the heart of God, gives compassion move toward us. Amen. I want to tell you, Sister Sarah, it's not so far that God cannot move just like he did that leper and said, I will and touch her and make her whole. It's all right. God can do it for a pastor's wife. Amen. It don't matter where he at. It's in God to touch you and you're made whole. Just a touch. Just a touch. Tonight I heard it. I was listening for it. Brother Garrett, introducing service. Get it all started. Won't help. Brother Andrew was saying, touch him, God. Touch him, Lord. Touch him. Oh, yes. We need to touch. Touch me. Holy. Holy, holy, leave your trace. Leave your trace there, God. Leave your characteristic. I'm not interested in just a name. I'm not interested in fitting in. I've got to be touched by an almighty God. But if he'll touch, he'll make a difference. He'll change the situation. He'll bring you up. He'll touch a church and transform it. Who was it? Brother Gary once again talking about. Well, Brother Gary just always be Brother Gary. You've heard me tell it. Some of you have, some of you have. Man in our church, Brother Tim Grant's brother. 45 years old. Raised in the house of God. Love singing. Love to lead songs when he could. The devil just about convinced him this is what you always be. Yeah. Saved and no more than a song leader. At times. But it was on a Sunday morning. Yeah, three years ago, four years ago, Brother Tim, I don't remember. Sunday morning, we got to singing How Great Thou Art. And all of a sudden, it changed. Woo! Glory. Amen. Here started out here. Uh, by the, 
from the pulpit. I'd already moved to the front up by the drums. And I stood up and worshiping God. He was touching lives. He was moving. And I turned and looked. And Brother Matt was on his knees. His head rolled back. Glory. Oh, worshiping God. Glory. With the tears running down his Praise face. God. Come on now. He had been a praying God. We're needing to see old time sanctification experiences. Would you sanctify somebody till they come up laughing in the spirit? He said, I had no idea it was going to be me. But God saw the man. He saw the hunger. He saw the desire. It's God. Would you touch somebody and make a difference? I wonder who tonight will let God to touch them and make a difference in your life. I don't know what all he did that morning, but he ended up in front of the pulpit, sitting there, and all of a sudden, here it came. <laughs> Woo! He filled his mouth with laughter. I mean, he laughed and he laughed and cried and laughed and laughed. Amen. As the Spirit of God was a moving and a blessing. Could I tell you didn't stop right there? He later on baptized him with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And it's made a difference. We see a different brother Matt now. The characteristics are different. You allow me to see him with his head thrown back. Of the Holy Ghost, he's out to stand up and start testifying to the power of God falls when you see. Used to, he might not even show up to church every service. He wouldn't mind. He said this himself. When he did come, he might come in late. Didn't matter. But he said, when I got sanctified, it mattered. I didn't want to be late to church. I didn't want to miss one service. Used to if his wife was feeling bad. It's the home take care of her. Poor sister Casey is in the hands of God now. Brother Matt's going to be in church worshiping God. You know why? He's been touched by an almighty God. And a trace has been left. A trace has been left. And could I tell you, if you're struggling tonight, you pastors, let me encourage you. Pray on and seek God. Just let God touch it. You parents, want to know, God, what can I do with that child? I'll tell you what, yes, have your family devotions. Homeschool, some Christian school. Amen. Read the Bible to them and pray. Amen. Seek God. I'll tell you what, you really need more than all of it. And that's all important is God to touch their life. God to touch them. God to move in their life. God to leave a trace. God to leave a trace. God to leave a characteristic. Letting him know I am the origin. I'm responsible for what just happened. Amen. I like a song. Praise the Lord. My wife sat back there. Got my glasses off. All right. She's back here. Come on. You can sing. You touch me again if you want to. I don't care. She's got another one. What I am concerned about tonight is just 
Just forget this little nobody. The desire is God. Touch your life. God will make a difference. God will betrayed that you could walk out. If you're a sinner here tonight and you're wondering, is there any hope? The first verse of that song says, shackled by a heavy burden. Neath load of sin and strength. But then, the hand of Jesus touched me. That are drawn out in truthfulness, drawn out in the true heart, and full assurance of faith. Could a day he'll do the rest? Amen. They found that man on the Isle of Galilee, and after Christ had touched his life, he was sitting, he was clothed, and in his right mind, there's a characteristic, there's a trace, there's a trait. God had moved in a life and transformed him, and he'll do it for you. If you're not sanctified tonight, he still separates. <laughs> he still leaves a trait, a characteristic. Beyond a shadow of doubt, God did this. And I will tell you, he still fills with the Holy Ghost and with fire, <laughs> with the evidence of tongues amen hallelujah I believe in all of it the power the fire and the tongues amen it'll leave the trade in our life it will affect your testimony it will affect your song amen let God touch your life and if you have an affliction here tonight could I tell you keep a look to the one who shed his blood whose stripes was laid on his back for your healing he still heals and delivers God, my God. God, my God. God, my You could be just a church member. As Brother Gary mentioned earlier, where you at, God? Where you at? I was just a teenage boy. Brother Gary, I was doing my best to serve the Lord. Fighting the things we fight. Felt lonely in the battle. Little small church. Dad took us to Muldrow Count meeting. I'll probably never forget it. We got there. Dad didn't like crowds. Still don't like crowds. We sat at the back. I sat with Mom and Daddy that night. That day, whichever it was. They asked Sister Irene Wood, Sister Nella Buckles, to come and sing and preach. 
come to the pulpit. And while Sister Nella was looking for a song or talking to the piano, who or whatever she's doing, Sister Irene stepped to the pulpit and said, Glory to God. Glory to God. And that third time, she said, Glory to God. Way back in the back. I felt a touch from another world. He knows where you're at. He knew where Job was at. Amen. He knew where Esther was at. He knew where the leper was at. And he knows your condition. And knows right where you're at. And all it takes is for an almighty God to touch your life with his spirit. And you can go away singing. He touched me and made me whole. He's still doing it. Altars are open. Yes. Amen. Will you let him know you'd like a touch? Huh? You won't be touched by God. Would you like for him to leave a fingerprint on your life? Come on. Come on. Come on. Have your way, God. You feeling despondent? You tired of your trial? Amen. You tired of the guilt and the shame? Christ can change that for you. He can change it. Brother Kid, you don't know how far I've gone. It don't matter, does it? He knows just how to make himself real to you. And you know this is none other but God. Amen. Amen. Just a minute. Just a minute. Oklahoma State Penitentiary. About 1991. D unit. Walked in. They had a special cell over on the right hand side. There's a cell there with a cage built around the door. A violent man. He stabbed a guard. He got mad. He was mad at him. Took a broomstick, tied a homemade chink on the end of it, waited for him to walk by the door just the right time and stabbed him. His testimony was that the guards took revenge on him, strapped him down, spread eagle. They took turns beating on him for stabbing their friend. He said, I was going to get revenge. I clenched my teeth and said, I will get even. I saw his stepdad in another prison in Oklahoma. I said, what about Mike Smith? He said, that boy was raised by the hair of his head. I want to give somebody some hope tonight. What you need is God to touch your life. Another pill won't do it. Nerve pills, sleeping pills, uppers, downers, it won't do it. 
Another drink won't do it. Another relationship won't do it. What you need is a touch from God. Walked up to his cell, been visiting, trying to reach him myself and visit with him. And he came to the door and he, he wanted to tell me his testimony. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to tell you something. He said, for a long time, preachers been coming by here and saying, they call him Bulldog. Huh? Bulldog, Jesus loves you. He said, go on, preacher, I ain't got time for you. Next month, they come by again. Mike, Jesus loves you. Go on. I ain't got time for him. One day that preacher stepped to that cell. And he said, Mike, Jesus loves you. He said, wait a minute, preacher. Does your Bible say you can't be forgiven if you won't forgive? He said, you're right. He said, I can't forgive. Are you here tonight? You've got bruises. You're battle scarred. You're hurting. And it don't seem fair. And it don't seem just. And forgiveness seems a long ways off. Oh, God, be gone. That preacher said, you're right, Mike, you can't do it. But there's a God in heaven that can help you forgive if you'll let him. (laughs) Mike told me the preacher walked away. And I got to wondering, is there really a God? He go to church. He knew some Bible, evidently. He said, I got to wondering, is there really a God in heaven? He said, I knelt down on that cold concrete. Went to pray it. Asking God if you're real. Reveal yourself to me. <laughs> he didn't put it in my simple term. Give me a fingerprint. Give me a character. No, he just show me. show me. He looked at me and he said, He didn't show me no cross in the sky. He didn't show me no cross there with his arms outstretched. I saw nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He said, But a tear started running down my face. Glory. He said, I was talking not to cry, so I pushed it back. He said, then another one, and I pushed it back. He said, before, I was weeping. I couldn't help it. (sighs) Preacher, I may backslide his words, but I'll never deny when the peace of God settled in my heart and took all that hatred out, every bit of it out, and put love in his place, put forgiveness in his place. The next time the guards came to let him go for a visit, expecting a fight, he said, forget it. It's over with. I'm not fighting you no more. I'm praying for you now. There's some church people that need that same kind of touch. It's over. The battle's over. You're my brother. You're my sister. Let's go to heaven together. Well, if I drive it in too tight there, forgive me. I ain't want you not to come. I want you to understand. God wants to touch your life. Make a difference. And he wants to if you'll let him. Sing some more.
Altars are open. Would you love a touch? Not a mortal man's touch, but a touch from God. The one that created the heavens and the earth. A touch from God. Amen. <laughs> Who said, let there be light and there was light. A touch from God. Who said, amen. Let the dry land appear. And it appeared. The very God that moved beyond Pharaoh's wise men and magicians is the same God tonight that would like to touch your life. Will you open your heart up to him? Would you allow him to do it tonight? He can do what you can't do. And all the peace and all the joy that fill your heart. If you'll just say, it's me, God. I'm making your touch. Somebody's up. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on. Let God have his way in your heart. 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 Let God have his way in your heart.